said talk to me, damn it, or else I'm gonna throw you in the fire! You stupid bitch, you filthy! Welcome back to Flyover State of Fear with your hosts, Brian and Joe. How are you, Brian? I am excellent, Joe. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. I feel like it's been a minute. Uh, it always feels like it's been too long, even though we like DM each other every day like a couple of fucking teenage girls. <laughs> I know, but it's nice. It's no, nice, just, right? I like it. I'm not, it's not right. Like, it. like, there's other group chats I'm in where like I check as if they're Facebook. Yeah, you know, just like, like scroll ah, through. Like, like, do, ah, I need, do I need to put an obligatory heart by anything here? Yeah. Or like, ah, horrors? It's like actually like, do you see this shit, man? Um, so all weird. good. Uh, have you uh in the in the horror-ish world? Have you what have you been up to recently? Or? Oh man, you know I always get caught off guard by this question. Yeah, I know. Even though we just um well uh, we you saw that I just rewatched the Scream sequel. You did. Uh, and notoriously, uh, with the last one, I was like high on it in the theater and then went on a rewatch. It's kind of like, ooh, I think this one sucks. I haven't of. done it yet. I haven't done it for that I reason. actually think the rewatch was okay. It's fun. I still think it's better than the fifth one. I don't think... I think you got like one, two, and four, like your peak Scream movies, and then everything else is just kind of... It's just a mix, you know, just, beyond yeah. that. Okay, okay. I uh, I haven't done the revisit yet, but I've I've definitely been itching yeah i've been trying to dip back more into like se- like 70s horror or like like old horror recently so i, I did dress to kill like i just yeah. saw off a yeah, nancy allen queen um i mean yeah problematic movie for today but even sure. then but it it was, it was great it was it's, great it's like I, I always like to be, try to put myself in the position of a movie like what was it trying to accomplish in its time? Like, what well, was it trying to say in its time? The, weirdest, the most, you know, and someone could disagree with me, the oddest thing with it was there are parts of it where I was like, wow, they're really being, like, with the language and things like that, respectful of, like, mm-hmm. trans topics. I mean, then it all gets unraveled at a certain point. But sure, the parts sure. of it, I was like, wow. And then, so I watched that. Um, which I really enjoyed. Like I bought, the, it was a blind Criterion buy during a sale. Ooh, so I'm like okay. the Palma Criterion, sign me up. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I recently watched. It's not really a horror, but the intensity is horrific. Is a uh, um, uh, sorcerer. Not oh, that's one of my favorites. Just I insane. love sorcerer. I might have re, I might have retweeted it in that like uh, what are your what are four perfect films? I think yeah. I put it in there with like Thief and uh, Alien and the Ritual insane um, i don't it's know really great i tell you what i'm a real closet friedkin guy like obviously the exorcist is awesome mm-hmm. and you know everybody likes uh um french connection but like sorcerer is really incredible and some of his more recent movies like in the 2000s uh killer joe bug he and, was killer um, joe yeah he did killer joe and bug and oh, um, bug the one uh the hunted with benicio del toro and uh and Tommy Lee Jones, mm-hmm. that's another really great. Those are all, like, late Friedkin movies. They're all really good. Bug, okay. I got to check out his more bigger uh, Bug's a, uh, that's no. the one, that's Ashley Judd that's and... Ashley um, Judd and Michael Shannon. Michael and this, Shannon, yeah. This movie, really, I'm glad you brought up Bug. So today we're talking about Splinter. I mean, you clicked on the... Yeah, I'm sure the thumbnail, thumbnail indicates. But, Sorry, I don't mean to be looking at my phone. I was okay. trying to find out if I had any other better uh, Bug, things I'd uh, been yeah, watching. But then we're already kind of moved on from that. Yeah. So I'm just going to put my phone down, okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> You're good. Uh, I don't right. know. I was say Bug weirdly reminded me a little bit of Splinter at some moments. Uh, our Splinter reminded me of Bug a little moments. The, the small well, bottle movie. movie. I mean, first of all, you know, anytime um, you're trapped in a, I, that tight location. And uh, the lead actor or the the... The convict, Shea uh, Wiggum. Yeah, I have everything up. Uh, Shea Wiggum, Dennis Farrell, the movie. He is in t- 
take he's the best friend and take shelter. Yep. Which Michael Shannon, Bug, mm-hmm. and I I think nice. he's also tied it up. Yeah, it and up. I think he's also in um some of the other uh I, I want to say he's in some of the other Mike Nichols like is one of those guys like Michael Shannon is a bunch of Mike Nichols project. I don't know. Shea Wiggins is a ton of shit. I'll be mentioning him. In a minute, well, yeah, um, we can talk about him now, or we can, um, you know. So we're so we're talking about Bug. We'll just go right into this one. I mean, unless you have anything to add in the horror things you've been watching. No, no. Like I said, we talked a little. Bit. The conversation went naturally. Uh, I don't need to look anything else. Up. We don't so need to stop to do that. We can move on to Spencer now. As always, um, naturally, so Brian, as actually, ever. Brian came to me with this one because we were like, I was going to say, have we ever done a movie on the show on this show? This this is kind of all feels very flyover. That was like something I brought that you had never seen. I, we did yeah. anything like that? Uh, no. But everything so far we've seen in this idea. You've had other people bring movies that you hadn't seen all the time. I encourage it. <laughs> uh, open minded. Yeah, I mean, what's the point of talking about something you've seen if 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 you don't you know if you could discover something new? They both have value, really. Uh, but. What have you, um, why did you bring this to that? Because we were kind of like in a cross path. So to let the listener know of like, what are we going to choose? Are we going to choose something that like we want to rewatch? That's kind of spooky or like, so you, you said splinter out of nowhere. And was this just like an irking to watch it? Well, yeah, this is one of those. So I'm not sure it came out. This is a 2008. 2008 movie. Um, I'm not sure how close to that I saw it, but it had been a long time. Mm-hmm. And I, but it's one of those movies that I saw one time, and even though I hadn't rewatched it and I didn't buy it and I didn't like, it it just kind of stuck. There's like parts of there's things in it that stuck with me, and okay. so I saw it, or I just was thinking about it, and I thought to like just search on the Roku and see if, and it was like in three or four different spots. You could watch it for free, and uh, so I picked the one that didn't have commercials, uh, which I think was Hulu. Oh, and then, I watched it on Tubi. <laughs> I mean, don't tell Hulu, but I use your Hulu account, Joe. <laughs> I didn't even realize it was on Hulu, so. <laughs> and, All right, but go on. I'm glad um, I did. But that was, but don't worry, because uh, the, the makers of Splinter will be happy to know that I purchased the DVD after that, after confirming, you know, getting to see it again and uh, liking it again and being like, oh, this is a cool little movie that I don't really hear people talk about that much. Um, and, uh, so I thought I would bring it to Joe and present it to him. Um, and being the horror guy he is, I knew, I knew he would at least give it a chance. I loved it. Um, (laughs) I, I appreciated it and I liked it before we even begin, but thank you for bringing it to us. And while we get into this, I'm going to do what we normally do and read the synopsis. We're actually been like doing better, especially obscure movies have a better write up. But as always, using AI now to write their synopses, so I imagine that's <laughs> now, why it's so close to reality. It's so close to human thought. <laughs> Just they filmed. They started the camera. It's 88 minutes. It stars some people, and it happens in a woods. Mm, kind of. They nailed uh, it. No, Honestly, all right, nailed this, it. <laughs> Uh, so when their plans for a nature trip go awry, Polly Watt and boyfriend Seth Blazar decide to check into a motel. And on their way, they they're carjacked and kidnapped by low rent cooks, Dennis Farrell and Lacey. Does it say cooks or does it say crooks? Crooks. Ah, low I really rent wanted cooks. to say cooks. Some some dyslexia for everyone. <laughs> they could be meth cooks. They could have been meth. They cooks. were kind of cooks. The girl. I, I have some notes about that. <laughs> who take the Who take the victim and their SUV to a nearby gas station? Along the way, they encounter an increasingly terrified horde of parasites, and if any of them intend to survive, they'll have to outsmart and deadly uh, the deadly organism. Uh pretty solid i mean yeah it, it it that nailed it um the other thing that from that google uh i never really mentioned the release date but it was released on halloween so it was clearly for the minimal marketing i'm sure it had and run theater run i mean it didn't even make a million probably had some competition no matter what a horror movie at halloween 2008 that was like peak. there's plenty of terrible horror movies out in 2008 there's plenty of just that was like saw saw one i'm guarantee you a saw, saw era is that are we into paranormal activity didn't that paranormal activity start in 2007 isn't that the we're first par- where i think we're in paranormal activity so yeah. either way it's a, but, like i said it's a fucking wasteland out there. it's uh you know i mean it's very like with the um, Laurent. I mean, the 
Director is by uh, someone named Toby Wilkins. He, from his IMDb, looked to be more of an editor slash TV director. Yeah, special. And, well, he looks like a special effects guy. Yeah, which and makes goes, sense um, and, when you look at this. He also directed The Grudge Three. I was going to say he goes through The Grudge Three, and that's really of note. What we'll stick with. Um, but that's kind job. of his big movie after that he gets after off the back of this. Like you get the impression this was like his test run, and they were like, "Okay, you can direct. We'll let you do something else." But you know, good, good job. Uh, and well, uh, and like the special really... effects side, and we can talk about it a little bit later. But like, he definitely came to the project with the idea for the it's creature like, already, like the... kind of in his head, and he like the story that they had, the script that they had, didn't really. I mean, I think it had a creature in it, but he was like, "What if we did this?" Oh, and he presented. He brought the like splinter creature to mm. this movie because it would have just been like a zombie movie without, yeah, or like a monster in the woods or something. Because this yeah. really, uh, I mean, I have so many notes, but of this, but at the end of the day, it really is just like the first chapter in a Resident Evil game. You know, like you yeah, have to get supply, of. you have to get supplies in a gas station. Oh, you kind of got to shoot your way out, you know, um, and uh, that's not a knock on it, but that's very much the well, basis. My note is that it has a similar uh, premise to a season one X-Files episode called Darkness Falls, where some loggers cut a tree down. I don't know if you noticed, there's a little, there's a note of that in this where they talk about there's ancient trees getting cut down years. in this area. And I don't know if it was just that they were at a campsite that this was like part of it, or if this was supposed to be a symbol, but they pan by a tree that's been cut, and there's like a weird symbol in burned into like the the stump. Like a like I, I just noticed no, I didn't this notice, last I time. Didn't notice that. And I didn't know that could have been like a symbol for like a campsite or something mm -hmm. too. It might have just or it might have been supposed to be something. But anyway, in the Sex Files episode, loggers cut down a tree and unleash this like swarm of little glowing bugs that like wet, you know, cocoon you up and suck you dry. I kinda remember that episode. I it's a classic. Um, I did X-Files on a, 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 bin, a college binge in the early days of Netflix binging. Oh, sure, sure. So a, I mean, a lot of that retention isn't... No, no, you don't... When you binge that, they really... Run, I mean, X-Files runs together anyway. So let alone <laughs> if you just, like, one after um, the other, like, shotgun them like that. Mm -hmm. But, no, the movie does start with the bang. In the, in the, in the, the regards of we open up and we get Skinny Pete. My son uh, immediately bed. ID'd Skinny Pete. Um, which I always love. I will never forget that actor complaining about being Skinny Pete after the success of Skinny Pete. Oh, I bet. Just because he's like, I'm not like that. Like, he's like a Juilliard trained actor. Oh, yeah. Actually, I have a note here because it was in the special features. He's also a, like, he has extensive mime training. And he brought <laughs> that to this role because of the body movements and that stuff. That makes sense. You know, sense. Once the, when the creature overtakes them in the weird ways that he, like, informed that to his performance That's which cool. I was like it's so funny that he has like they described it as extensive mime training just cracked me up to no ends <laughs> he was miming the for the listeners at home I'm doing a miming That's my it's... mime to crack pipe <laughs> so uh, miming that um Ooh, hey now uh so uh, I don't know, we see him get fucked up by, like, sort of this rodent-ish creature. We don't know what it is yet. And the great thing about this, if they did know, is we never get to see the splinter creature really what happens. It's all that cut cam. And this is a, a, with the way they do the blood and everything. And some shots, I mean, it's clearly Evil Dead-influenced. Well, I would also say, and I feel this, because that's how I, you know it's deliberate, because most of the movie is directed just, like, very competently, mm -hmm. straightforward. And then for the action, when it's like really when the monster kicks off and there's like a lot of frantic action, they use it does get a little shaky and it's a little bit harder to follow. But it's on purpose to assist with the effects mm -hmm. and you know it's it's the budget and the you know they want to yeah don't no, it's, want to give you you know it's, it's too close doing, a look at what they're doing. It's and, doing the know. right thing, especially this is all practical. Absolutely. Uh, Up until the very end, I think there is a digital shot right at the very end. A little digital. Uh, a little bit, but not much. That's fine. Um, but yeah, we start and then we 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 uh, we cut to our two couple, which is uh, the guy from Road Trip, and I think Royal. I Paints. had not watched Road Trip in like a decade, and then I watched it like 
two days before I rewatched Splinter. And really? No, and did not remember that he was the guy in both of them. And was just like, and he's, I shit you not, that's probably the only thing I've ever even seen this guy in guy, are those two movies. He's the guy who, he's the guy who likes, I think like, and it's, you know, 2001, so it's, it's yes. even more taboo. He's the guy who likes getting, who figures out he likes getting pegged, basically. Yeah, well, and um, he's like, a, that's he's like, like the, the weed guy also. He doubles, he's yeah. like the, the, the stoned, smart guy. That was their yeah. take on the stoner guy was that he was kind of like an intellectual, though. He was intellectual, and then I think he plays a really, because I never watched it, but he plays a really, really cool doctor in, like, Royal Pains, because I remember I had a mm-hmm. cousin who was like, that guy's the man. I'm like, you oh, it's one of those things. Him. I'm sure he went on to do a lot oh. of shit, but it's like I only ever saw him in these two things. It's just me too. wild that I revisited them both like right at the same time. Me, me, me too. Because I remember going, the fucking dorky guy from, you know, like the man. Like, anyway, yeah. So these are only two things I think I've ever seen that actor in. Uh, I looked up on the, both the actresses that were in this. They're I think both just on some TV shows here or there. Yeah, the, the girl out. who plays Polly, I, I saw some Hallmark movies on her mm-hmm. on her roster and stuff, so that's, you know, a totally fine way to and, take Oh, yeah, yeah, this is no knock, just breaking down. And then as we mentioned earlier, uh, Shea Wiggum, uh, definitely the most, what I would say, the most accomplished here. Uh, I recognize him in a lot of things. I mean, he's in the Fast and the Furious movies, a few here and there. He plays an FBI agent coming out. Uh, and most recently I was been rewatching a lot of Danny McBride stuff and he's like the husband of his exes. That's super nice. And he plays it perfectly. And Brian's frozen. So I don't even know what I'm saying right now. Sorry. I was just checking my internet. You good? Do we? No, I think, I mean, if I'm back, I'm back, I I guess. You're back. All right. All I said says connected, secured. You're good. All I mentioned to just recap to you is, uh, what uh, Wiggum is is in, and it it just literally watched him in Vice Principals. Uh, well, like, that's the thing. I kept seeing. I knew I knew him from Kong Skull Island, and I guess apparently he's in the Fast movies. He plays Stinziak. He's he's one of the um. He's one of the. Uh, I think he's in Fast Two or Two Fast Two Furious or like four. He's basically just one of the cops that Paul Walker like knows. Oh, okay. From back right, of his day right. being a cop. So he pop, he's popped up in some of the later. Pops up, I got you. Because I saw somebody, he's like six, nine, you know. Yeah, he's, maybe he pops he's in, in and, out. and out later things. Like, uh, so, he's on, uh, he was on Agent Carter. I remember he yeah, was on that Marvel show. That was back when I was trying to watch Marvel shows. And then I had to, uh, I know I already mentioned Kong, but he has the greatest, he has one of my all-time favorite deaths in Kong Skull Island. He tries to have the, like, sacrificial death. Yeah. And then that monster, like, tail swats him into the side of a mountain and he blows up <laughs> so he's, funny he's fucking hysterical in uh not hysterical in vice principles he plays yeah. the well, overly friendly saying... no no go ahead i'm sorry i didn't mean oh just saying he plays the over friendly uh you know stepdad yeah and that just like wants to get along with danny mcbride but he plays it in that Shea Wiggum way where he's yeah. got that real flat affect and kind of like yeah. Southern tough guy. And like, and, uh, but that was the thing. Like I knew I knew him from Kong and some other bit parts, but I was like, there's something I've watched where he's like a character, like a pretty main. And that was what it was. When I saw, mm-hmm. like, I finally got down on his IMDb to vice principles. I was like, that's it. He's the, yeah, he's the new dad. Like basically the wife's the, uh, yeah. new husband or whatever. Um, anyway, so that's the cast. It's very pleasant. And, so we we do get uh, this couple, and they're like, Crab. So it's weird. I had to rewind this just to make sure I didn't miss something in the first five minutes. So the couple goes and stops the camp, and you know, one the the woman's more like outdoorsy, and the the husband's more, um, or the boyfriend's more like. Well, he's a he's biology. A, he's a biology like, major. So he's about to get his doctorate, or something. he's not ready to do camping, basically. So there's a whole thing, oh, that with the tent, we don't have the things for the tent, we'll, we'll go check in a hotel and whatnot, that's where they're driving to. The car they're driving is so fucking dirty, and in the mud, that I rewound it to be like, did I miss that they, like... There's a, is there a scene where they got stuck in the mud like, somewhere? Like, watch it, it is... <laughs> no, no, I do know exactly what you're tires. talking about, it's like sprayed up like there were mud running up the sides, yeah. yeah, I know, I saw it too, I didn't, I, yeah. Yeah. Maybe there was. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe just deleted scenes... <laughs> uh, 
Oh, we had to cut the mud running part of our 82 minute movie. <laughs> right. We had uh, to get it under 90, so the mud running scene had to go. But any, so that, um, so that, but, but it, I mean, the movie moves quick. There's not much time. So then we we are also in that beginning juxtapositioning to this other couple who clearly is just the polar opposite of them. They're gruff. They're bickering. They're I mean, they're two drug addicts. They're one's drug well, addict. Yeah, he's a, he's escaped from prison, right? Escaped from prison, and she's, and she's like a drug addict. And she's a drug addict. <laughs> and this is what I wanted to say when we were talking about it earlier. Drug addicts make for such great horror movie characters. Like they're twitchy and sweaty, and they're no one believes them when they say shit. So like when crazy stuff happens, then a drug addict is like, oh my god! Everybody's like, what are you? Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? They use it really good in the 2013 Evil Dead. You know, she's oh. supposed to be they take her out. They're supposedly to dry out. So like, of course she's flipping out. So that and just plays you, into what's going on. Like, and they do a good job with her, like getting her paler in the small amount of time where with these characters she goes. Mm-hmm. Like the more and more who withdraw. Yeah, and, and this one, you know, all around she starts saying shit and like going like, "What? This is." So they drive, and they kind of slow down for this hitchhiker. It's her. Yeah, well, of course they do the old trick where the girl stands out there and she looks like she's alone. So you pull over to help her, and then her boyfriend comes out and getting his like three dude friends and get in your car. <laughs> and <laughs> and. uh yeah, basically, they they kind of stop, they don't, and then they pull a gun out, and they get out. And instead of leaving them, they take them with them to drive. Yeah, I don't know what the hostage situation is about. Why would not just even, take their car and just leave them on the side of the road? You don't have to kill them, just leave them. Even um, our, our drug addict, which I'm going to get names, so I'm not just calling someone a drug addict. <laughs> it uh, is kind of derogatory. She yeah. has a problem. She's sick, actually. Uh, Lacey, even Lacey, uh, doesn't, is like, I thought we weren't going to do this, you know, and he's like, it's fine. And then I immediately was like, my, one of my notes, first notes is, why isn't he just driving? They have yeah. the, the white and I do. He like, has to keep the gun on her. He can't yes. drive and keep the gun on him because do, they brought him I, with him for some reason. For, These problems would not exist if they didn't bring him with them. I was I would say for like a good twenty minutes or like fifteen minutes, I thought there's probably less than that. We were gonna have a pulp fiction situation of like an accidental oh. like, oh fuck, you shot Jimmy in yeah. or uh she is holding the gun like pointing. Shot right Marvin in the face. In the face. Yeah. yeah, I, I was worried uh, about that too. But I actually wrote the note down because I knew the runtime. We I mean, we get to the gas station at twenty two minutes. Like it's not Oh a, yeah. Well that's the thing, it's like these little issues exist because they were just trying to get these characters to the gas station. So like mm-hmm. they glossed over why they take them hostage or that they're like stuff like that. You're not supposed gotta, to think about and you don't think about it when you're watching the movie, you know, we're not, no. it's not like a thing where you're like, Hmm, the logic of this doesn't work yeah, out. Not, it's a, fine. not at all. And so they're driving, it's now night and, uh, they run over what appears to be some sort of porcupine type thing in the middle of the road. I mean, Cars. Well, and the the uh, what's her name Lacey thinks it's the cat she lost earlier that they like she's, ran off she's losing it yeah she yeah supposedly she's having withdrawal so they think she's losing it and she thinks yeah. <laughs> she she's tries like, to oh, make you she know, tries to make uh, what's his name Seth bring it back to life by poking it with a stick or something it doesn't go yes great. yeah and that's when it it, it like wiles up and they she runs in the car and then she almost leaves Seth even though the thing's not chasing any of them but she's you know going through no the Seth almost leaves her there's oh a minute, sorry not there's a minute there where they run back she, the girl shoots at the thing and then runs back to the car and like the convict and Lacey mm-hmm. and Polly is the girlfriend's name uh, Seth's girlfriend are all up by the car and he has that moment of like shit I could just go I could just bail out on yeah. this and, and he Dennis, doesn't he Dennis doesn't is, though. Dennis is Wiggum. I wrote Ray because I was using his name from Vice Principals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Dennis is the one who does it. And Dennis early sniffs out that um, Polly, the like the main girl, or white tank top, mm-hmm. is like above it all. Like, I don't know. He instantly is like, she's like. Well, he can sense that she's capable. I did not want to note this for a 2008 movie. I thought this was worth noting. Uh, Shea Wiggum is a like gruff, just out of prison, you know, tough mm-hmm. guy. 
he marks he notes Seth is useless. Yes, but, that's I know, what... but but notice that he never calls him a pussy no. or he uses the f slur at him. You're right. Or anything, or like... and he isn't even overtly misogynist. He's not like, oh, you're a woman doing everything for you. He's just like, you guys can't do shit. You're just useless. Like, yeah, that's a not, good note. It was interesting to me. I just kept expecting some more like overt misogyny from him. It even later, there. when he pistol whips, he like butt strikes uh, the girl in the head. But I noted that he didn't call her a bitch. I was yeah. like, you know, I was like surprised that he hit her, but he didn't call her bitch. I was like, some, hmm, there was hmm. some, there was some political restraint there. So it's like, oh, the writer he, here didn't hate women that much. <laughs> you know, it was equal. I think we had an equal ratio of death too. He, um, you're absolutely right though, because I, I even was like, and I know this, this is sex. I was like. Okay, she's changing the tire because he knows he's you. The guy's useless to change a tire. Mm-hmm. So checks on him. Uh, and you already said it. We established that the 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 nerd is a is a a, uh, a biology major, not a a doctor. Right. Because immediately she's like, "Ooh, pill. Can you give me pills? Can yeah, you write me a script? script? Not that kind of doctor." And they're like, well, you, I'm the useless. Kind I do like of her. Doctor. I like her like a fucking doctor. <laughs> right. Um, I'm the useless kind. So we do get to the gas station, and like almost immediately, we uncover uh, Skinny Pete zombified and goes after uh, uh, our uh, our convict lady. There's a moment here that I thought was interesting. Uh, this is like the first we see him. He's got the like splinters come out of his face. Real yeah. the practical effects in this movie look great. Like I said, they do a good job of showing you enough to give it to be like, Oh, it's fucked up, but not making it so that it's like, it takes you out of it because you can look, you see too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is like, you know, he bursts out and he, uh, Anyway, this is the, I just I just thought I, I just totally lost my train of thought. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I know. <laughs> I don't know what the hell. As soon as you start talking, I'm going to remember what I was going to say, and then you are going to talk over me. He, um, but like, no, his reveal shows you like the monster afoot, and we we forgot to mention that picking up the tire, uh, uh, Dennis uh, Paul Shay Wiggum, Shay Wiggum. Uh, gets sp- one splinter in his little one. finger. Uh, classic zom- zombie trope. So he's bitten. Right, exactly. In classic so like, setup. We all know where this is headed so already. That it's gonna, you know, it's gonna take a while. Now, Joe, I remembered what I was gonna say. If you'd allow me to oh. go back to my thought, um, when she opens the door, uh, Skinny Pete has got his, all the crazy prosthetics and everything. And he looks great, but he also says, "Kill me." He's still alive. Yeah. So, so like. That makes you think that now I don't think that later because of all the trauma that those mm-hmm. bodies that end up becoming the monster end up taking that anything is alive in there. But theoretically, you could stay alive while the thing took you over and controlled you and like all the way up till if, you know, you you would stay Depends conscious when it gets to a your lot brain. of that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So like speaking of the splinter in the finger, that situation where it's really slowly creeping you could be in you'd be in some bad trouble and well, well they I mean, could have get they, to it. <laughs> I mean, there's probably a version of the script where they you know, they escape and you know they get but you don't uh, think of a zombie who like they get knows 20 miles. they're a zombie but can't help themselves and like their yeah. body's taken over, like Yeah, that's I mean Yeah, warm bodies, but that's a romantic comedic okay, okay. thing. Yeah, and, fair, fair. You know, they, they, they have inner monologues and they're like, I kinda remember doing things and um, but you're you're right. It's a that the the, the kill me is a. This is not quite a zombie. It, it's a splinter thing. It's more of a. It's more of the the symbiote. It's more of yeah. Venom. It's like an infection. Yeah, and it looks like the symbiote. Yeah, especially uh, when they when they do the little thing where the little three fingers are walking around. <laughs> that was my letterbox review of so many so many hand so many hand monsters. Uh so they're they're they're. They're, uh, the three of them are inside, and the one woman's out. They kind of lock the door to uh, Dennis's chagrin because his girlfriend just basically is being just got bludgeon kind of ish. And yeah, she, it's hard to see exactly what happens to her. She gets like slashed and possibly bludgeoned all yeah. like slashed. Then her head hits the concrete, maybe. And then he, it, the the fairly you know we we oh, movie this. 
watching her and it's like I see her moving. She's a lot. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go check on her. The, yeah, you can see her moving. He's gonna go. Let's go check her out. The other two are kind of like, fuck. That something's up. Yeah, well, and also the creature is still laying on the hood of the car, all like crazy and spiky, yeah. and and it just you know. So. Uh, yeah, they they kind of do that, and then what I thought was really neat is the one the the guy with the gun or, or uh, Demis doesn't go. Okay, you're gonna go out there and and check it out to like any of the couple. Yeah, he doesn't really? like put a gun to Seth's head and force yeah. Seth out the door. A lazy movie would have done that. Yeah. Uh they do. That he kind of goes to check it out. And then she comes back and then she starts. Well, and instead they flip it and they use it as an opportunity to set up a little bit of more um, kind of the dynamic between Polly and Seth where he's like, just let him back in. It's, you know, we're, we're playing along. We don't want to mm-hmm. escalate things. And she's like, no, he's outside and we're in fucking locked door. He can stay out there with that thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So they are actually like arguing about it a little bit. And it, she, it, um, she was a great final girl. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. She's really good. Um, They're all actually great in this. Um, it's a state. I, I, really, I mean, whenever I see something with like five characters or less, it's like, especially setting like this, like it's a horror stage play, you know, yeah, at the end yeah. of the day, like, um, and yeah, so they do that. I mean, then he gets back in and, and she's brutally smashing her head on the fucking ground. And this is actually like, her face is really smashed up. It's yeah. messed up. It's not good. It's, it's fucked. Yeah, um, banging her face on the glass. Kind of surprised that glass didn't break, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How easy things broke. But also the, you know, the, the creature or this virus, like more denigrates your body. So it's able to like, she was probably softer. She was probably softer. That's why she, you know, so it's smashed. one of the, um, and this is when her hand gets cut or her hand gets cut off and it's in there and they see it move around. And, and that's when the, uh, the nerd notices, I know it's just notice the biologist, how it's reacting to things. And he's like, it's a bio, it's like, he's like a bioorganism, blah, 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 this. Um, and I do like the one part where you, like you said, Polly, the establishment, he starts rattling off statistics of being rescued. And she's like, yeah, who we're going practicality. Shut up with your statistics. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, uh, but that's not right here. We're right here. This is like... <laughs> some tension draws, and the cops finally do come. And there's this woman cop, and this is when we fully get... This is fully when we get the realization that they are criminals, like big, uh, this big criminal on the run. She's like, we've yeah. been looking for you everywhere. And she has her gun drawn to the glass, and you know... Right, they're trying to tell her to get to her car. Even the dude, the 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 dead criminal, is like, "Go to your car, call this in, tell them it's a hostage situation, get everybody out here." You know what I mean? Like, get this shit figured out. I liked Dennis as a you know one of our basically at the end of the day one of our good guys because he wasn't the criminal that's in part of the group to go. We can talk a little bit about how they try to redeem Dennis and if that lands or not. I don't think that it does. I think he's just been a bad dude who... Right. When it comes down to it, what he's really sorry about is that he didn't kill that dude with that one shot. And the guy, like, suffered and, like, bankrupted his family because he stayed alive long enough to, like... And he still died. So, like, at the end of the day, what he seems to be sad about is that he didn't kill him fast enough. he's... And yeah, it's nice that he wants to, whatever, he's going to, like, help her out now that he's out of jail or whatever, but... In the eyes of the movie, I wasn't even thinking of that. In the eyes of the movie, I, like, in the situation he's in, he's not trying to be like, oh, oh, no, this is dumb being like, yeah, yeah, call call everyone to come help with this fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, I just mean in general. Oh, in general, the movie... I think he is played very much as the, like, criminal with a heart of gold, the guy who's, like does bad things, but is secretly like when it comes down to it, if it's in a life and death situation is going to help out and like the, the, the will like the greater good or whatever, you know what I mean? The movie, and I think the movie's fine about setting up that character. I just think the later, the justification they give you the way they kind of try to like, doesn't really land for me. <laughs> the movie wants, the movie wants its cake and eats it and eat it too with him. Um, but so, I mean, obviously 
the cop just and it's crazy too because the cop gets like picked up and pulled up which like almost out of frame you just see everything as if now these she, creatures well, she gets can, like, like pulled up to just where her legs just far enough that her legs can get ripped off in her mm-hmm. bottom you know the mist also had come out so like we're we're big on like just legs full of guts falling onto concrete we love but it this year it's it's so like it's such an odd uh area of the this creature because right now everything i do love right floor. when they're trying to get her to get in they do do a shot where you see it jump from the roof of the thing to like the top of the uh, where the mm-hmm. gas pumps are the over you know the thing that's over the gas pumps you see it like jump it's like a shot from the perspective of like the cop with her gun, but you're shooting up you and see you it. see it jump over her head. I just think that's a fun, sh- that was a fun shot. Yeah. My, my biggest mistake with this so far, and I was going to say this for the end and it's not the movie. It's me is not watching it in the evening. Like oh, just yeah. like, it's a good, the tension's just right for like a nighttime watch. That's not going to fuck you up. Yeah. Uh, and I regret that cause I watched it like, you know, when I could, um, but we all got lives to live, you know, but so that happens and it does lead to my favorite, um, my favorite, like, I guess set piece ish okay. is the arm coming through the talk window yeah. and skin just ripping off of the arm going through it like that. Yeah. And then like smashing it with trying to smash it with the bat and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we get another hand. Another hand mm-hmm. attack. Another hand piece gets out. A bigger one this time. Yeah. So it has Full enough. Hands. Because the thing about the little one that was just three fingers is basically the splinter thing. It keeps you alive. Well, it uses your body for mobility while it eats you up. But eventually it will finish you. And then you're and then it's done. Then it's just so, it waits for something else to come around. But with that hand that's in there now crawling around the big hand, they, uh, they crawl through the... Um, Basically, they go through the freezers. Like, well, you, you, hold on, you're missing a beat here because the infection has spread in Dennis's hand. Oh, you're right, and he and he, and he and he uh, we get our first really brutal body horror thing that happens to like I don't know, like I guess there's been some there's been a lot of gross like nasty stuff, but I think this is like the first real body horror. And this is one of the things that I really remembered about this movie that like stuck with me, mm-hmm. which is the way his finger tries to like get away from him. Yeah. It looks like it breaks in like five different ways. It like snaps back and around and it's just like, it's like it's trying to escape his body and same mm-hmm. thing later. I mean, we'll, you know, we're heading There's that a, way. a few beats. We'll get to it, but that does, you're right. That does happen. The infection and he does the, not He's over looking it. for something to help them out with the arm in the, uh, yeah, that's coming through the window and it does it. And he like wraps it up and keeps it hidden from and them. You, He's got a, yeah. You've seen this before me. What? And then they'd had to plan this a little bit before, around this with the gas, with all the propane. The gas. Yeah, the idea was after the cop, after they, because the whole thing, the reason that the arm Start comes a fire. in the window, the reason the arm comes in the window is because they're trying to fish the, uh, the radio. So when that yeah. fails, they decide the next thing is to try to start a big fire and then hopefully the uh, fire department will just show up. Yeah, because there's okay. a big fire going. They're gonna. The idea was like to get enough lighter fluid that it like flows out to a, like the more it. wooded part, and something would catch and really make it. And a they big, get it, like burn the whole forest down. Um, but really, what was always going to happen is what does happen, which is they would have burned themselves down with yeah, while they were locked the, in the fucking thing. With the that gas station, the gas station yeah. on explodes, as <laughs> as does uh, as does Seth. Uh, rightly call out in due time and is looking at them yes. like, you fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah. So, like, what are you point. doing there? That's the thing about, like, it's funny because you get the impression that Seth kind of keeps Polly a little grounded and then, like, but, like, then Dennis, even though he's their captor, he, like, feeds into her. Those two, yeah. like, they feed off each other's bad kind of crazy they're, ideas. They're like, yeah, they're just so, they both want to be so <laughs> proactive that they're just like, a bad idea is better than no idea. Let's they're give two people, like, they're two people would have a really toxic relationship together, but would have, like, really, really good sex. It'd be wild. Yeah, absolutely. And, Mind and, blowing. Uh, and, and, you know, Seth, and, very workmanlike. And Seth know? and Polly, Polly's out like, yeah, no, let's like do like five tequila shots tonight. And, and Seth's, Seth's more like, like, how about three? <laughs> Seth's more like one and we'll have a margarita. And then we're good. Yeah. Then we'll see how we feel. We'll see how we yeah. feel. 
Yeah. So I like that there is there is a yin and a yang. I mean, because they're really. Yeah, yeah. We do the get. Dynamic, that's a cool thing about uh, I think and I think a movie with a small cast. Uh, it's really you know good. At, you know, well, I mean, it's necessary. The dynamics have to kind of constantly be shifting. There has to be a reason for all the when you only have five or six characters in your whole movie, every character needs to have a reason to be there. You know what I mean? So like having them kind of interact with each other always in ever different, ever changing ways and seeing like different sides of those relationships, uh, it makes for a much better it's movie. It's a good movie. It's, this is a prime example of so much is, uh, not to keep harping on this runtime, you know, you could do so much if you keep everything to a minimum and have a good, you know, have a solid run. Oh, absolutely. You don't absolutely. Eat. There's a, there's such a, like people understand there's such a, there's, there's such a, a sweet shorthand to filmmaking and to television. That's why I have a hard time with some of these hour long dramas. Cause everything is just like, what is the purpose that you're showing me this? You Not know what I mean? Even... Like I like when I like a movies because what they show you what you need to know to propel hey, the plot, me, you know, me too. And by the way, not even hour long dramas. Cause that fucking Ted Lasso show right now. I know it ended today. <laughs> They're all like an hour long in the third season and it's way too long for yeah, that for a comedy. Yeah. That's not, um, that's not right. But you're right. And that's why I say all the time about why I like movies too, is I get, a, I, at least they're going to tell me a story. In the time frame they're giving me. Exactly. And it, when it's over, I'll know whether I liked it, liked it or not. And I won't have to wait to see if it's going to get good later or if it's going to get bad or, you know what I mean? I'll tell you. Worst thing anyone could ever tell me when they're trying to pitch me a TV show is, yeah, but by season three, that's <laughs> when it really picks up. No. You know, season if one it and two. It's got to, I'll give it about three episodes. That's what you get out of me. And that's I a half hour show. For certain shows, what I'll tell people, especially like procedurals that I like, I'll go, yeah, just skip the season two and you'll, you'll be fine. Cause you know, yeah. like whatever. Well, our, um, you know, TJ once talked about wanting to watch Seinfeld and I told him that I was like, jump to season four. Season four is when it really is great. And then and when then, you like, like it, if you like back. that and you start getting into the classic Seinfeld, then go back and watch one, two and three and you'll probably like them, but don't start with the Seinfeld Chronicles in season one. Cause you're not going to make it. <laughs> no, no, no. You're not going to get to the good shit. Ease, ease. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, they do after their hand attack though, and all of that information. They, they, they you, you were at. They sneak into the freezer. Right? They go they into, the freezer, into the freezer. Uh, Dennis saves them. Sneak into the freezer, and now Dennis' hands real bad, but they're like hanging on the freezer for a while. Though they like, realize, Dennis tells him he realized by being in the freezer, it's the heat. That's what they track with heat. They're always heat. looking for a bot, and you know, ninety humans are basically the warmest. Well, animals are basically the warmest thing around all the mm -hmm. time. So it's always trying to get to the next. Because then Seth's like, "Oh yeah, right." Seth's the boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. yeah Seth dead. was. Seth was like, "Oh yeah, they were attacking the car because the engine was overheated, not me." And it basically killed Lacey by just like knocking her out of the way, trying to get to the the yeah, hood because, of the car. Like, because while they're in the while they're in the freezer, they're like, "Why is it not attacking anymore?" It saw us go in here, and it's like because they the the thing was this Dennis to be like, it got bored of you. It's it's good now. It's good because it's trying to find heat, not in the freezer. Yeah. It gives up on you. It can't see you anymore because you're cool now. And so while they're in the freezer, though. Dennis's arm is like just it's done. He knows it's done. And Ooh, I like man, they get some really brutal bone breaks in this yeah, one. This, this, this part. was definitely without consulting anyone, which is the my favorite part of this though, he takes the box cutter and attempts to go for it. He turns a one hundred and twenty seven hours. Does not, arm. Oh, he I mean they fully hundred and twenty seven hours. Oh, eventually, this. but they but have like he go. goes to do it himself and he like passes out. Yeah. And he doesn't even, he never even penetrates his own skin. And they just take it upon themselves. They're like, well, he would have wanted this. So much to the point, and I wrote this down, I love this. He, like, starts to make the noise, and she goes, don't worry, we're cutting your arm off. <laughs> I just, that line of dialogue was so funny. Because it's all delivered, it's all delivered with such straight faces. Don't worry, we're and, cutting your arm off. And he's just like, okay. <laughs> all right. And they go through, and he's like, it's not working to divide the bone. Can't get get to the bone so he sees two cinder blocks and they just snap it off with the fucking cinder block smush and honestly it looked great and it made me squeal like it, yeah, it wasn't stomach flip real misery level shit like it was a stomach flip 
and I love it because if you have a little fade to black, and like now he's like you know Dennis is back and like more lively. Or they tie it up. I mean, he's a little. He's got uh, you know, he's got horror movie blood loss where he's just got like some white pancake on his yeah. face, you know. <laughs> but you know, he's enough there. But I also love that they're they're drinking Coronas. I because my one note was like, I'd be having a lot. I'd have my family. I'd be having a, something a lot stronger than a Corona if you just cut off my own arm and I'm, you know, I'd be like, I. Where's the goddamn whiskey? They don't keep that in the freezer. That's the problem. They don't keep that in the cooler. Yeah, but I, there has to be like a nine percent. Like, give me like a butt ice at that point. <laughs> You know, like something that's like first get in your time machine and go back to where they sell butt ice. <laughs> it's 2007. It's strong. You know what? Point made. Or or, key, or Keystone Ice, which so is the same stone. thing. You know? Steel Reserve. Yeah, like, uh, but like, you know, that was their moment. We're like, all right, all right, beforehand, like the we're gonna we're gonna do things, and then actually, I like this. This movie is a, probably one of the craziest schemes i've ever seen in a zombie the, movie the scheme is fun it's it's a it's, it's a real like uh it reminded me of the frighteners you know yeah. when he like they do the same thing in the frighteners yeah he goes okay i'm gonna be like a ghost to them because they're not gonna be able to sense my body temperature if we get it down to 92.3 i just have to get under it's like it's 93 degrees outside i have to get my body underneath the ambient temperature so but it's a sweet spot because if i go below 89 degrees i'll Cause permanent damage to myself. Yeah, I'll, I'll essentially die and pay. So, yeah. uh, dude from Road Trip is they they miraculously get a thermometer. Uh, that they yeah, put in. A, his I mouth. mean, it's a you know they they got a it's 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 a fridge. It's somewhere, but they're just laying ice ice on him, and his his temperature drops. And his whole body temperature drops. He doesn't melt that ice with his body or anything. No, no, no. It drops, and he's just, you know, they're quipping and all of this. And he goes out, and then he does the walk, the slowest, jitteriest but he's so walk. he's so cold, he can't walk, right? So he's all... Yeah, which is fair. And he's carrying he, a bag. Of, I love that he's hugged up on a bag of ice. He's all like... Because <sighs> this is... I, I literally... My one note was... Dude, just drop the bag of ice and run to the car. Yeah, just hustle, man. Like, yeah, your temperature's gonna go up if you run. I think he's trying to keep himself cool because he thought if he ran, his temperature would come up quicker. <laughs> but like, but but also, you just cause a noise too. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> and it, it, that one didn't. I think it seems a little comedic with the ice, but it made me chuckle because it was like such a a scheme. Yeah, yeah and, it did. It felt like a real plan. And. uh... And it kind of worked. It, I don't know. It it, okay. it really made me laugh. He gets it, in the car, and then you, me, and everyone who has ever watched this movie screams at him to shut the fucking car door. What are you doing sitting there with the car door open? It. And start it. Shut the door and start it. Have you ever seen the movie Feast? No. It was produced by Project Greenlight. It came out around this oh, time, wow. I think. What a fucking throwback. And it, uh, it's it's a horror movie, and it's fun. I did a, a bunker on it back in the day, but it's got one of my favorite. I'll spoil it now because nobody's ever watched that movie, nobody's ever seen it. But it's got one of my favorite moments where they do this kind of same thing, where they have a big plan, and she's this girl is gonna like get out to the car, pass the monsters, she's get to the truck, and then she's gonna drive it up, and like they're all gonna jump in. And the plan goes totally perfectly. They like roll her out in a beer barrel or something, and she manages mm. to sneak out. And she gets in the truck, and then she just goes and leaves everybody behind, and just like bails, <laughs> just drives off. And I thought it would have been so funny if Seth would have done that. <laughs> it just ends. Seth just gets in the car and fucking hits the fucking road. <laughs> I'm out of here. Peace. He turns on the heat, you know, because he's all cold from his yeah. plan. Oh. <laughs> Was that like, ooh, gotta warm up. The the cops got like a cup of coffee there. He's like, ooh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ooh, you look chilly, sir. Yeah. Well, that's one of those ones where you like, just cut to Seth at like a at a police station with like a silver blanket around him, and they're like bringing the corpses of his girlfriend and that guy past. <laughs> she was a real looker. Ooh, um, I miss her anyway. She's like he's already hitting on like a hot cop. Just like anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, your body, you you know when you have a fever or your body changes, I know mine changes temperature, 
ever so slightly in you, you're just off and you feel it. Oh, just imagine what Seth was like being like five degrees, more than five degrees under what your body temperature should be. Oh, no, I, I, I'm sure, like I said, you'd feel like you were going to die. Like, I've and, been uh, cold before. I was out. So I, we, uh, there was a time I was out on a backpacking trip, and I ended up with a fever. So I was, like, cold in a place where you couldn't get warm. There was no heat to be had. I was, like, literally trying to sit in a fire. But your body was also warm. <laughs> but I was like, ah, ah. but, yeah, my actual body was probably very warm. <laughs> um, but the uh, – so he does that, and they – uh, it kind of works. I mean, now everything's just around, and the the fucking place is burning down now. It doesn't even matter. Like, yeah, he comes starts. like the 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 creature. They they do get the creature to kind of like come back to the back door with their fireworks, and mm-hmm. and but then it breaks in and it's in there with them. Seth brings in the shotgun from the cop car. Um, one arm shotgunning, not he's, so cool with a pump action. Sorry, buddy, you're not Arnold, man. He's he's firing her off too, like he, he's he like is Arnold. Firing and then he has to like throw shoots. it up and catch it, and then cock it, and then he throw shoots. it and catch it, and like he has like three shots, kind of like he shoots at the very minute, minimum spin it around and tuck it under your arm, and then something. he <laughs> and then he shoots the hand, and he's like, "Come with me." Basically, he's like, "Come with me if you want to live." You want to live. <laughs> And then, you know, she runs away, and then fucking Dennis, like, hobbles, kind of falls down. <laughs> More like Shea Wingham, if you know right? <laughs> Shea Wingham. Shea Wingham over here falls down, kills the mom, sac- does, the, does the sacrifice. But not a true sacrifice just yet, because he shoots the pump. Blows up, blowing him back, and, and setting the creature on fire. Yeah. Just enough time for... Polly to be like, you know what? He is a good guy. Let me run over there and uh, you know, give him a try to give him a hand and save his life. So Seth's like, God damn it, and runs back with him. And then that's when you said like he has his redemption where he's like he, he's wearing around his neck first. He's like, the key. Yeah, he gives her the- like the key. It's got like it's like a key to a post office box or something where he's got the money hidden from yeah. his crimes. And, it, and the post office box, because I was like, he just says go to the bank. Give it to so and so. I was like, I think maybe the address that's on the thing you see is her address, right? It's, it's where that. he's supposed to take where she's supposed to take the money. We're implied that there's enough instruction there where you could figure it out. Ugh. I and, think Seth and Polly just. Uh, I bet they just took that money, and I, I was thinking that I was like immediately like they fucking didn't give that money that long. You know, they took that money <laughs> for for a split second. I was like. Oh, he just set them up with their stolen money for life. Like a real, like, you know, at the end of a heist movie when they're yeah. like good guy heists and they give it all back, but then they kept like a couple million. They kept, kept just like enough a million for themselves. Dollars. Not enough that a rich person's going to notice. But. Yes. Like, like the movie Tower Heist, the bad movie Tower Heist. <laughs> or, or Fast, or Fast Five. Oh, okay, sure. sure. Um, but. I thought it was one of those situations for a second, and then I realized, no, it's for the woman that he, or the man that... But I think you're right, and I think Polly and Seth will 100% just take that money. Hey, med school, he's, he has loans to pay off. Yeah, exactly. He's got student loans. Um, yeah, they didn't have money, money to clean the car, so, you know, like... Yeah, they couldn't even afford a car wash. Yeah. So, so they get out of, I mean... He he then shoots the tank he, to blow up himself. He shoots up place. propane tanks a this propane time tank. and, and blows Real draw up scenario. The final big explosion. Yeah, and uh, we do get our big explosion though. We you and are waiting. Real explosions in this movie. Got to give it up. Some real. There's some good oh. looking real explosions. There was a guy on the special features they called the wizard who did those. So shout out to the mm-hmm. wizard. Hell yeah, Fred Savage. He was just like he looked. He thought he looked like a fucking wizard. He had long white hair. Oh, and you looked him up. Feet. And when he was doing his bomb shit, when he was blowing stuff up, he put a barrette in his long white beard to hold it back. Nice. I, <laughs> that's fun. I, um, I, I, one of my early notes of this was, because I went, you know, I went through that string of watching, like, every bad Amazon, Hulu, like, be, you know, budget. Of those into the darks. Yeah, no, no, not even into the darks. Even worse, like the the bad shark movies and this. And there's ones that are like this exact setup. Couple meets with another convict couple, and then yeah. 
you know, because it's just easy to film on location. Well, yeah, this it, is a the, bottle horror movie is like the cheapest thing you can make. This is the this is hands down a good movie, uh, and it looks great. Like I don't think definitely above your basic what you're talking way above that. This, like this, this is, is one like, of those this is one of those low budget gems. This isn't a movie that is like good in spite it of its shitty good. production. It, it looks good. And you have it good actors. Budget to the full. It's got great it's got good a good cast. It it's just a really well made and effective and little horror movie. Because you have um this is a movie like we I feel like we say this all the time now. Like oh if it was released today it'd be that like Underrated movie, you gotta see. Stream you know, streaming, better watch it because they'll probably just take it off the service if you don't. Like, it's like it's we either saying that Willow, today. Apparently, we're either saying that today and or oh a twenty. It's a, it's an a twenty four style. Actually, though, I did want to, and I'll and I'll wrap it up in a minute. This so was we don't not run. thoughtful enough to be an a twenty four. No, no, you it's not. Some small changes you could probably get it there though. But uh, mag so mag this was a magnet production. And I actually yeah. have a, I have they a did note. like a Midnight Meat Train and stuff. They right? did Midnight Meat Train and Bad Milo. Okay. And what I want to know about Magnet, because I'm sure they were just reps of Magnet, shamed me at the only time I ever went to Comic Con. Because <laughs> yeah, tw- I went to Comic Con in 2015. It was the only time it was near Comic Con. I went on a Thursday and I was like, oh, I'm going to look for movies. And there's only one real table that had like, and it was Magnet, and I remember I bought Bad Milo, which I realized I overpaid for the Butt Demon movie, mm-hmm. the Ken Marino Butt Demon movie. Okay, sure. Uh, definitely I, got, I remember that. But I was excited to buy something, because Comic-Con. But I remember the guy trying to sell me on this, like, obscure um, uh, Simon Pegg movie. And it wasn't a horror movie or anything. It was like he was playing, like, five different character fantasy. And I remember being like... Because I read something, I was like, yeah, like, I, I didn't hear two good things. It was, like, a test of, like, you know, you couldn't really, like, hold the move. Like, you know, just like, having a Simon Pegg carry this. Uh, yeah. Whatever, yeah. And the guy scoffed. He was like, what do you mean Simon Pegg can't carry? And I was like, I don't know. I didn't see it, but I'm not buying him. Like, you know, I'm not buying them. I'm already buying <gasps> I'm not buying this movie. It was very, like, fuck off, man. Very, like, the guy at the movie, the, at the blockbuster who, like, judges you for renting a crappy movie. Yeah. Which so is us. what I did. So us. When I worked at the blockbuster. So us. You do that to me every day on fucking Twitter. I, that's uh, true. Uh, anyway, um, so I remember the when I saw Magna, I can never not think of having a weird conversation for someone. I'm like, do you do you work for the company? Or are you just selling yeah, shit it's at? Just the guy who's like at the magnet booth. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, my final thoughts though on this movie. Because I don't have much really to add. I mean, like I said, the effects were real, real cool. And I did like some of the just, it was gooey. Oh, yeah. Great. You know me. Love a cool, interesting creature. Love something like different that I've never seen before, which definitely was. And like I said, just some real memorable stuff for like how it like takes over the body and what that, how that plays out and stuff. I thought that was all kind of stuff I hadn't really seen before Mm -hmm. at the time. And I I liked that once he knew it. Dennis wasn't hiding it as we thought he would. Yeah. I mean, as like you would. He hides it for it. a while, but once he knows that it's like terminal, like, yeah. Like well, once you like realize, once his finger breaks in about seven different ways, he's like, okay, this isn't a thing. Like I need some help here. <laughs> he's not. He's not being. Was it in the Dawn of the Dead remake? He's not like what Mackay Pfeiffer. Yeah, Mackay like, Pfeiffer is like doing him dirty. He knows what he he's he knows he's wrong. That's why he's hiding her. Yeah. So. Anyway, uh, my final notes is I was just really happy that you brought such an underrated gem and were able to like pump this back out to an hopefully an audience and more people watch it. I mean, I saw a couple people respond to your tweets. Some people have seen this movie and they liked it. Everybody, mm-hmm. I, this is one of those movies that I feel like almost everybody who sees it will like it. The problem is just getting people to see it. You know, yes, like, it's, it's just I hard. covered. There's so much stuff coming out new all the time. There's so I, much old stuff to watch. It's hard. This is one that um, 
for horror fans, because this is a movie for horror fans. I mean, that's obviously to say as horror fans is. Well, I mean, like if you've never like if you ever watched if you ever watched the thing, like if you can't see the thing influences in this or and stuff, like come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is a this reminds me a lot of another really underrated movie that really got me. I mean, actually did scare me. Uh, you can see me get scared in the episode. Um, and this is one of those ones I wish like a Shutter would put on their app and things like that. Um, there's a movie called Caveat that uh, is on Shutter. Yeah, Shutter. I did. Yeah, I, did I, an I episode watched with, it on Shutter. Yeah, I did an episode of Video with Drew. There's a few. It has really good scare in it. And then she scared me in the fucking episode by pulling up the picture. Um, I think I did watch that one. Yeah. Uh, I truly was like, oh. Um, but uh, it's a really fun movie. I highly recommend it. Uh, I know we don't do a review, you know, full review, but... Uh, Brian, anything else to add to this before? No, we, uh... no. I mean, like I said, like I love that's part of being a movie fan is trying like to, you know, everybody knows you're like trying to show your friend the thing they haven't seen and they're trying to show the thing you're trying to like find each other's tastes and that's what this is all about. And I just thought, I mean, I knew Joe would like it, but <laughs> you know, I want other people to see it too. And I would Joe's like other recommendation people to see will it. help sell the normies on it, and people who wouldn't trust me might trust Joe. You know, yeah. Like you said, give it a shot. Also. This is a great thing. You can be safe in being like, give this movie a shot because it fuckers in 82 minutes. You it's got, 82 minutes. Like, you, that's shorter than like, you couldn't watch two episodes of a cable drama in that amount of time. And there's nothing offensive about it in the sense of like, no one's going to be like, well, it was a good movie, but he did, he did use those slurs a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Like I said, it's uh, like shockingly. I was waiting for it because of movies of that time, you know, and by that time, I mean anything made before about six years ago. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, 2017 uh, and below. Yeah, about the 2017, 2018 era. Um, when did the Party come out? Like, after, you know, right around then. <laughs> anyway, uh, watch it, enjoy it. We'll see you guys next time. Stay frightful, all. You got Twitters on here somewhere. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Brian. Put you my could, Twitter. You said put my Twitter. Put Joe's you could Twitter. Find, you could find all us at Fly of a State of Fear and Chendinga 1. And you know what to do? First release. Stay frightful and bye. Welcome to Fly of a State of Fear.